Success is elusive, but it doesn't have to be. This is Limitless Belief, a weekly podcast where we discover the principles of success by those who use them well. Be encouraged, be inspired, be limitless. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Belief Podcast, the show that provides insight and encouragement, ideas and inspiration for people struggling with self-limiting beliefs. Our goal is to uncover the limitless power of positive mindset and limitless belief one conversation at a time. So whether you're at home, in your car, or taking public transportation, we appreciate you spending some time with us today. I'm your host, Frederick Tobert, and today we're going to talk about conquering limiting beliefs with Delilah Bartlett. She is a general manager at United Airlines, owner and operator of Delilah's Downloads, and life and career coach. Her goal is to help people break out of limited hearts, mindsets, and behaviors, elevating them, advancing their careers, and changing the world around them from the inside out. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Delilah's personal and professional journey, the inspiration behind Delilah's Downloads, and how she has been able to overcome adversity in her own life and become a model of success and an inspiration for so many. Thank you for being on the show. Welcome, welcome Delilah. Oh, thank you for having me, Frederick. I'm so yeah. excited to be here. Absolutely, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. I've been, you know, just, uh, looking at the calendar, checking the days off. Uh, I know that you're gonna bring so much value uh, to our listeners and uh, I just can't wait for them to pick up some of those nuggets you're gonna drop off along the way, you know, on this journey we're gonna be on together. Absolutely. Um, but, I like to always, you know, just kind of start things out in the beginning and just kind of work, work our way forward. I find that to be the most, you know, the easiest, simplest process, you know, just to kind of get into the conversation. Um, so I figure we'll do the same thing with you, right? Um, you know, let's, let's take it back to the beginning. Um, where did things begin for Delilah Bartlett, right? Take me back to the beginning where your life journey began. Oh, wow. Um, there's so many years that are packed into my, my life journey. I'm trying to pick, figure out where I'm going to pick up the story. Okay. And um, for me, I, I think I'm going to pick it up at, you know, a teenager as a teenager. Um, I'll give a little bit of backdrop before then. I was born and okay. raised on the west side of Chicago. Okay. Um, when I say west side, I mean Austin District, west side of Chicago. <laughs> um, a lot going. That was, you know, a 70s baby. So I, I grew up in the time of, you know, 70s and 80s you know, hip hop and, you know, some unfortunate things that happened in our culture with drugs. And, yeah. and so I was exposed to things like that. And, um, but when I, you know, think about my journey per se, you know, that young girl coming up, I can see myself in high school and, you know, making not the greatest decisions like other people, right? Yeah. At some point, yeah. I actually made the decision to drop out of high school um, that really set up and reinforced one of the limiting beliefs I had about myself, which at that point was I wasn't smart enough and I wasn't good enough. And mm. that thing just kind of grew over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, I dropped out, uh, went and got my GED. And one of the pivotal points in my life, I remember being on welfare, um, had one child pregnant with the second, unwed. And um, I was at the welfare office. Um, okay. I don't know how many people are familiar with the welfare office, but I was at the welfare office. Right. And the welfare office was having this special uh, welfare to work program. 
Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, I can get down with that. And the program basically had um, where these corporations were coming in and doing, uh, it would be like a hiring event, you know, in okay. the outside of the welfare our office world would be a hiring event. Okay. And so I went and I applied for a job making $6.35 an hour. Yeah. And it's just amazing how I was hoping for that job making $6.35 yeah. an hour. Yeah. What job um, was it? What was it? Uh, it was it was a reservation uh, agent for United Airlines. Oh, okay, okay. And and so you know I was pregnant with the second, you know, hoping I get this gig and reservations for this company that seemed, you know, prestigious to me. You know, I yeah. didn't know a lot about airlines. I didn't do a lot of traveling as you know a girl growing up on the west side of Chicago. But it yeah. just sounded like a, a place that, you know, would be beneficial for me and my family. And yeah. and so I ended up getting a job. I ended up getting a job. And wow. that's for me professionally. That's where my journey began, because yeah. now I sit here, you know, 23 years later with United Airlines as wow. a seasoned, proven, successful professional. And it yeah. all started in the welfare office. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You never you never know where you're gonna get your where you're gonna get your your blessings, right? It's just uh we just have to show up sometimes, you know. Yeah. Um <laughs> and, and he um, says that, right? He he often tells me, you know, Delilah, if you take the step of faith, I'll meet you at the step of just take the step. Just take the step. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's that's really powerful. That's a powerful story. And I want to try to unravel it a little bit, right? The yeah. um, you know, I you know, the uh high school dropout. And how it developed the the limiting belief of uh, not being smart enough and good enough. That's something that you know resonates with me because, you know, the the habits that we form um, these things compound over time. So like the negative thinking and things of that nature, how those things can turn to depression and some of these thoughts that you were having. I've I've had this thought of not being smart enough and good enough before, and I, I've seen how that can manifest in. And you and, and I've seen how it can manifest in my life, right? Some of the things that I decided not to do because I felt like I didn't have the skill set, or I felt like, uh, you know, people wouldn't wouldn't want to, you know, work with me or whatever the case is. You know, what, what were some of the ways that that showed up in your life? You know, this, you know, that that idea of not being smart enough and good enough. How what, what were some of the ramifications of that thought process in your life? <clears throat> For me, it 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 showed up as a um, a lack of authenticity. Okay. Um, because I always had this lever of go for it, go for it, go for it. Yeah. And so no, no matter if I thought I wasn't good enough, whatever reason, God never let me out of this and, and just try it and just try it and just try it. So it was never yeah. a, a matter of not trying things, but it was a matter of trying to model what I saw around me because, okay. you know, at, at different levels in my, in my professional journey, you know, I'd be introduced or exposed to uh, C-suite individuals or people that hold PhDs or masters. And here I am, right, with a GED right. sitting in the room, like, surely they're going to figure out I don't belong here and I'm a fraud. <laughs> right. And so I must behave like them. I must right. speak like they speak and, you know, have a demeanor like they have a demeanor. And it took quite a bit of time before I realized and, un and uncovered the value that I had in myself and the value that I had for those around me if I would only show up authentically as West Side high school dropout, 
cultural yeah. Delilah and bring that person to the table. So yeah. for me, it really showed up as um, just not being genuine and trying to mock what was around me. Did you did you kind of feel like people weren't what what was what were some of the circumstances that really kind of led to that operating you know that the shift in mindset right were, were there times where you maybe felt like when you were showing up uh, not not in your authentic self as your authentic self where, that you weren't getting the respect that you maybe thought you probably should have gotten in, in that moment? Like, what were some of the things that were happening that was like, you know what, maybe, well, this isn't necessarily working. So let me let me just be myself then, right? Because they're, they're not accepting me. I'm acting like yeah, them. So, like them, so. You know, what were some of the uh, the, the circumstances that kind of led to that, that shift in mindset? For, I think for me, it was two primary things. One okay. being, One being walking away from a conversation or a project or something and yeah. somebody all of a sudden has the thought or idea I had, and I thought it was stupid. And uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it. And then they said it. And I started to realize <laughs> I'm not as uneducated as I think I am. I need right. to put my ideas on the table. <laughs> um, that, that's one of them. And the other that started to make me believe in myself was mm. I would often get the feedback of, Delilah, there's something you know, air quotes, there's something about you. There's just something about you. And unfortunately, no one really had the skill set. All these leaders I had over 23 years, uh, a a lot of people didn't possess the skill set to be able to identify or articulate what that something was so Mm -hmm. that we could develop it. But hearing that over the years, I'm like, okay, there's something just genuinely about me that's different. So let me let a little bit more of that show up. Oh, okay. And, and okay, and I started to do that. <laughs> yeah, and then and and off and off you go. <laughs> and off you go. And off you go. And yeah. off you go. Yeah, I would love. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna get back to some of these things. Uh, I want to go back to uh, the childhood a little bit. Um, you know, when we're kids, you know, that's when our dreams are typically like the most limitless. Uh, you know, um, there are so many like influences, so many experiences that begin to kind of shape our identity and ultimately inspire who and what we want to be as, you know, when we, when we become older, who are some of those early influences uh, that began to kind of shape your character and beliefs? My grandmother. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would have to say my grandmother. I didn't have a lot of, um, I had cop, uh, pop culture influence and things like that, but yeah. um, I didn't have a lot of uh, professional influence in my life outside of my family. Yeah. Um, my grandmother came from uh, Greenwood, Mississippi, and okay. at some point, um, owned, she was the lady, the candy store lady on the block. No and way. So she, she owned her own business in that aspect, but then she grew and opened up a game room. So then she became the game room lady. And so oh she was gosh. just a boss. She was just yeah. a boss, you know, and didn't take no from for an answer in a lot of ways. And so she's yeah. one of the people, and that's that's. For me, as I look back, though, honestly, Frederick, it's a it's a two edged two edged sword. Yeah. Um, for me, she's one of the people that taught me, you know, to to be strong and go after things and yeah. um, and to accomplish. You to have a dream and go for it. Yeah. But at the same time, that strength and that'll probably be a whole nother story, you know, for a whole nother time. <laughs> at the same time, that strength um, didn't serve me well when I had to learn to be a wife or mother of, of sons, okay. right? Because if you show up as a dominant woman in a home, 
there's a certain role that you should play. And that's hard to switch on and off. Oh, um, so yeah, I had to, oh my God, I had to learn through that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's really interesting. I mean, you know, that how, what the, the, the character and the strengths that we have that gets us to a certain point won't be the thing that gets us to a next point. Like we are constantly evolving and, you know, yes, uh, absolutely. Learn, learning rights, how to, you know, be in whatever the circumstances and situation that we're in, in the moment. What, what were some of those like character refining? I know we mentioned some of them, but were there any other like character refining experiences that, you know, that you may have experienced in your, in your earlier years that may have, maybe, maybe they didn't show up as like uh, beneficial in the moment, but now you look back on, you're like, man, that, that really shaped me. And it made me who I am today. <laughs> like, like, this is my, this is my advantage, <laughs> you know? Um you know, I'd, I'd have to give a, I'd have to give a nod to the street, right? I'd okay. have to give a nod to, to the grit and grime of the street. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I absolutely learned, I actually, I recognized, not learned, but recognized in the corporate arena yeah. was the level of game. I mean, cause it, you know, it, it's just, it's just a different language yeah. and there are different topics that we're talking about, but this is game. This right. Game. This is the same right. thing that was on the block. Right. And, and so, you know, <laughs> I, I realized, oh, I'm, I'm equipped. I just need to adopt a different kind of language. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I know how to sell someone. I know how to build relationships. I know how to build team. Right. And you need all of that. Um, on, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but you need all of that on the block. Right. And, right. and so one of the things that helped def- refine my character um, get me to be a strong leader was the time I spent in places I shouldn't have been. Okay. Yeah. So you had leadership, <laughs> you had leadership skills even back then. So you were already kind of like developing these skill sets. Had no idea. At a, at a young age. Right. Had, had no idea. <laughs> I was, um, I was on, uh, Facebook. I want to say two, two or three years ago. And I said something about being a leader. And one of my good friends from elementary school chimed in and she was like, that's always been you. Oh wow! And I honestly hadn't had the consciousness to look back and see it before. This was just like three years ago. So it wasn't a long time ago, but yeah. I could look back and see me being in the front of the talent show. I can see mm. me. Um, I can see me. It was a gang leading the gang. I can okay. see me. If we're at the local dance at the factory, I can see me leading the dance. I, yeah. I can see me leading. I've, I've, yeah. I've always been a leader, but sometimes my gift was perverted. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think leaders are born like, were, or are you only child or do you have siblings? I'm an only child. You only, you're only child. Did you have like younger cousins or something like, you know, I was, you... I was the baby cousin. <laughs> really? Cause I'm, you know, I, I find this to be really interesting. Like some people, you know, just at an early age, they're just like always in the front, right? They're always the one that people are, you know, gravitating toward. Do you think leaders are born or is this, or is this a, a skill that can be kind of like developed over time? What's your thought process on, 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 on that? <laughs> wow. I believe, I believe leadership is given to everyone, yeah. um, but everybody has a role. And so mm-hmm. I, I, what I'm saying is someone has to step up in the front and lead this thing. And yeah. if everybody steps up in the front to do that, you know, nobody's moving forward because we don't have a clear vision and clear director on who's going to move yeah. us forward. Yeah. But everybody in their lane and in their capacity should be able to lead that piece of it. 
So everybody's born with leadership, but I do believe everybody also is assigned a specific role. I got you. Yeah. That makes me think about, I read this book last year by uh, the author's name is Seth Godin and it's called Tribes. And uh, the the idea of the book was uh, that, you know, that there are groups of people who kind of think the same and they may have similar values. Uh, And until that group of people, uh, until a leader rises up from that group, they're just a group of people. But when, when a leader rises up with a vision and a direction for the group, and they cast that vision, then they become a tribe. Uh, so it, it just makes the case that leadership is important, right? You know, a lot of times people you hear people say leadership is not important, but you know, in the book, it makes the case that leadership has always been important, that someone always always rises up from a group to to say something that maybe everybody was thinking, but nobody had the courage to move forward, <laughs> move forward. And, and, exactly. And, and everybody's right. suffering because you're <laughs> not doing suffering. your job. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And the person the person that does, that's the one that will say, you know what, I agree with that. And you know, if, if their character is right, if they're trustworthy, you know, we'll, people will lead, we'll, we'll follow them, right? You know, uh, so yeah, I just think that that's so interesting that you know, uh, you you have that quality, right? You're rising up out of that group, and yeah. <laughs> and it's into your point. It's a it's a constant it's a constant maturing and a constant growing, right? You yeah. made that point a moment ago on how things just evolve and how we need to continue to you know focus on these things. As I would. I would tell you, it was just maybe uh, three months ago that I was in a situation with my peers uh-huh. and um, and this, you know, corporate leadership peers. And I was getting this recognition, um, like, you know, Delilah, Delilah, I, the conversation was so Delilah heavy, I started to feel a certain kind of way. And, <laughs> and I'm taking on this false responsibility of, oh my gosh, I'm sure they're feeling jealous or whatever it may be. Yeah. And, and I started to see myself put my head down and not my make eye contact because I couldn't just, I couldn't accept the celebration. I couldn't stand out as the leader among leaders. I was struggling mm-hmm. in the moment, mm-hmm. but I was so grateful that the Holy spirit was showing me that like, look, look at what you're doing, check what mm-hmm. you're doing here. Mm-hmm. And so to allow me to say, even though these are people same pay grade, same title, same level, level, let me raise my head up and mm-hmm. be the leader in this moment. Yes, mm-hmm. I am being identified as being the best performer here and the best this, that, because I'm a leader among leaders. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it's still a constant thing to even um, yeah. continue to rise up and, and be a leader in certain environments. Wow, yeah. They say every time you level up, you're basically starting at the bottom. You know, That's what like, they say. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> at level three, you were the man, the woman. And then when you go to level four, you're like, you're the rookie. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> new levels bring new new levels bring new devils, as they say. That's what I heard, they say. I heard uh, TD Jakes say that a few times. New levels bring new devils. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you, if you could put a word like if you could uh, think about that feeling that you had in that room where you were, you know putting your head down? If you could think about a word that would describe what that feeling is, because essentially that's that's one of those limiting beliefs, right? Yeah. You know, in that moment, nobody else in that room probably was thinking that, but you. But right. Me. So what, what what do you think that what do you think that was if you could put a word on it and is is that something that you think was um, that kind of grew over time whatever that word is that that feeling you know did it show up in other situations like when did it first start you know it's just so I'm just trying to unravel it a little bit what do you think what do you think that was <clears throat> Man. I I want to say it's some type of self worth yeah struggling with self worth okay. um that's that's what it was. Yeah. Oh man. 
And if I'm, you know, and trying to track it back, I don't, I don't have a lot of people in my life. I'm not seeing a lot of people in my life saying like, you will never be, or you can't like, it was actually the opposite. It was actually the opposite. Mm. For me, I, I would, it would probably be rooted in something like, um, just uh like a maybe childhood abuse okay right for me it was um childhood abuse that probably spoke a lack of self-worth or lack of worth of me yeah. um that turned into some point it, to promiscuity and so that further yeah. you know devalued I devalued myself through those actions of trying to okay. deal with that hurt and that trauma so yeah. it's probably rooted in something like that that I'm not oh. worthy if I were to dig into that yeah, for sure. Yeah, I shouldn't be seen and or whatever that is. Yeah, are you? Uh, is that something that you still? You say you still kind of like processing through that. It, it still kind of shows up every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just to unpack it. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Yeah. What are What are some of the ways you've been able to, I guess, decrease the effectiveness of that kind of, you know, thought process? Like, what are What are some of your yes. processes? Knowing my knowing my knowing my thoughts, I had um since 2015 14 maybe I did this year training of social and emotional intelligence that just unlocked all it gave me if you think about a janitor and the janitor has like a hundred keys on a key ring it was like unlocked all kind of stuff in my life that I didn't (laughs) that I didn't even know about me and so getting a different level of understanding about myself it doesn't it doesn't stop those thoughts from happening but I can identify that they're happening and realize Mm -hmm. like if it's still serving me or no longer serving me that way Mm -hmm. of thinking like in this case in the in the zoom call with my peers Mm -hmm. I didn't I couldn't stop the thought from happening but I was able to recognize what it was and come Mm -hmm. up out of it and so prior to that work I, I I probably would have stayed there or maybe would have reacted versus responding to what was happening yeah. Um, and so that type of work has, and then of course, all the work, you know, just the time with God and Delilah's downloads and everything yeah. he's taught me through that, yeah. um, on who I am and who he says I am and believing that truth over that yeah. mess that might be going around in my mind. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful, you know, just to be able to draw from, you know, to, to have something to draw from, right. When these limiting beliefs are starting to creep up to have the self-control and the self-awareness to say, you know what, that's not true. Yeah. Right. And uh, this is what's true. And to have something to draw from a lot of times, I think, you know, for myself personally, I would say, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I didn't have the alternative. Right. You know, it was just simply the world's way of thinking. And, you know, that, that leads to certain things. And, you know, when you, when you do have that context that, you know, God's way and some of the biblical principles, um, you can say, well, you know, that's not true. Right. Like this is hard, but you know, Hebrews 12, 11 says, no, you know, um, you know, no discipline seems uh, pleasant at the time, but painful, right? So it's like, yeah, oh, okay, you know, I'm not being punished right now. I'm actually being, I'm actually being, I'm actually learning something that's going to help me later on down the, down the road. And it's just like, just to think about it in that perspective really can't help you, you know, to come up out of it, you know? It absolutely can. <laughs> it, I mean, to have a, I describe it as, and so for me, just mm. to say this first, from I want to say maybe the age of 12 to mm-hmm. call it, 38 maybe there was no relationship with God like I knew God from going I knew God from going to church before the age of 12 and going to Sunday school and choir rehearsal Mm. and skating trips 
right? right? But once I stopped being made to go to church, I totally fell off into your point, was in the world and had no foundation from where I was, only had worldly foundation from where I was making decisions. Mm. Um, and that was through the raising of my, my children and for the most part and all of that. And of course, now being t- totally sold out to, to the things of God, I'm like, dang, I'm, I miss <laughs> out. But, you yeah. know, you know, yeah. there was a development, there was a way. And, and so I went through that way because to what you just spoke to of having a place to make decisions, uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I teach in the ministry is just having the, the, the mindset, the standards of the things of God, how that once we make the decision on that, it just makes life so much easier because once an intruding thought comes or something contrary to that comes, I'm automatically able to call it a counterfeit and a fraud because you don't (laughs) align with the word. So you're a liar and I'm not going to entertain that. And it makes life easier. Yeah. What, what, What was the event that like brought you back to brought you back to church, brought you back to God? Was there like a specific event that happened or uh, did you just kind of- It was the intercession of the the saints that was like, we will not relent. (laughs) They they were like, we will not give up. And when I tell you that God came through uh, like Taekwondo, I was working with one of my coworkers her church did like Taekwondo, teaching yeah. Taekwondo. One of the one of the um, people on staff were teaching Taekwondo at her church. And I was trying to get my youngest son into something active. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to try this Taekwondo. We started to come to church for Taekwondo. At some point, we started to come for Easter and, and Christmas. I, at one point, I was praying a guy asking him, was I dying? Because he was moving so quickly in my life. Like, why are you moving so quickly in my life? Am I not about to be here? Um, but that wasn't the case. It was just, we had to catch up on some stuff to get me where he needed me to be. And that's oh. why it moves so quickly. Oh, I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. You know, it's just, it's always great to hear the stories, you know, of how people, you know, were able to come back to the fold, come back to the community, right. To yeah. the body. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's always a yeah. great story. Um, I want to kind of, you know, let's get into United Airlines a little bit, right? You know, I know you mentioned uh, you you've been working there for 23 years, which in in itself is such a such a big accomplishment, right? So many people in my generation, you know, it's like a year and a half, two years at the most, you know, and exactly. you know, they're they're moving on to the next job, and it's more like a there there are a lot of factors that go into that, right? Like you know, you you we want to make more money, right? So you get more money not through you know. Uh, performance reviews, right? You make more money through getting, you know, uh, promoted or you yep. know, going, going to yeah, another, going somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, right. And then, you know, it's just opportunity advancement, things of that nature. So, you know, the loyalty isn't necessarily the same on both ends, right? I think it, it may have probably started with, with the employers though, like, because employers back in like our grandmother's times and our mother's times, right? They probably, they, you know, they were like, hey, work for us for 50 years. We'll take care of you, right? It's not yeah. like that anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no yeah. gold watch and pension anymore. No, nah, no gold watch and pension, right? And people people are becoming wise to this type of stuff too, right? They want to get on that right side of the quadrant. They want to become business owners and stuff like that. Um, and not just, you know, employees. But 23 years, I mean, that's that's just such a, an amazing accomplishment. And, you know, wrapped up, wrapped up into that 23 years, I would imagine it's a lot of, you know, ups and downs and accomplishments and, you know, uh, adversity, <laughs> you know, so I want to kind of get into that a little bit. I know yeah, that sure. you know, we talked about, you talked about the welfare to, welfare to work program, how that led to um, you ultimately getting the job at United Airlines and you've been able to work your way up to general manager, right? From 
uh, a reservation agent. What what did a reservation agent do? What what did, what did a day to day in a reservation reservation agent's life look like? <laughs> Love it. Um, so we were the people back in the day before there was. Um, before, before there were apps or uh, <laughs> before there was online, we were the people who you would call and I would say, hi, welcome to United Airlines. This is Delilah. How can I help you? And I yeah. would book your reservation. I would look for flights on different days, give you pricing, tell you the rules of your pricing yeah. um, and sell tickets, sell tickets and service tickets. That's what we did. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> what do you think? What were the what were the the like intangible skills what were the, the like what did you bring into that role that you think made you successful where you kind of maybe stood out because I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably became reservation agents around that time and they probably didn't take the, the opportunity as serious you know what were the things that kind of made you successful in that role that ultimately you know helped you progress move you know to move forward in your career with United yeah you know we've touched on one right leadership leadership yep yeah uh, leadership there's a a natural thing where I come into a space and I, I command a, I command the attention of people. Yeah. Um, and uh, communication. Oh yeah. And so you know, even though I was a high school dropout, my uh, my my mom and my grandparents and my aunt uh, and my uncle, they all chipped in every month from kindergarten to eighth grade to afford me to go to um, Catholic grammar school. Yeah. And so there was there was a leg up that I had um, from oh, yeah. that that teaching. Right. Yeah, um, sure. and, and so even though high school didn't pan out and I didn't do a lot of that, I had learned so many things critically um, yeah. as far as uh, multicultural. Right. I was able to operate with folks that didn't look like me because my teachers yeah. didn't didn't look like me. It was predominantly um, white teachers. Yeah. All, except for one, all white teachers. Um, and um and so that level of education and ability to communicate helped me in that um, role as a reservations agent as well. Yeah, I share that with you. I went to uh, Catholic school like my whole life, you know. And yeah. I dreaded it when I was when I was going through it. But you're right. When when once you get into the real world, you know, you do notice, um, you know, that there's there's a level of preparation that you have uh, that mm-hmm. some of your, that some of your friends just don't have, right? You know, don't have that they yeah. don't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I went to get, I went to Catholic school when they still paddle kids. Right. And I just remember like thinking yeah. that we were, and, and I'm older that, than you. Okay. So, you know, they probably <laughs> were just like ter- terrorizing you guys. Cause I, I, I was like, geez, you know, you get whooped in the school. Then you get another whooping at home. home when you get whooped. Yes, 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 yes. I'm like, you know, what, what, what was going on? Nobody was there to protect yeah. us. So but uh, there was a know. rigor and there was a discipline <laughs> that yeah. came, that came with that. Right. It, yeah. It, to your point and there was fruit from it it was it was, was yeah. yeah i still i still fold my hands when i sit down at it yeah know, it's, just, it's just like etched into my brain to <laughs> fold my hands these are my <laughs> hands now <laughs> i know right right like when people have to stand in lines i'm like this is cool i did this for like 18 years right you know yeah. like we walked, we walked in lines going down the hallway it was just crazy single file <laughs> yeah. single file <laughs> exactly. I, I can stand in the line all day I'm all good. Um, but yeah. yeah, I could I could definitely see that. I could definitely see how that would play play a big part, um, you know, in your in your develop in your development, right? Just as a person from a uh, maturity perspective, right? It's just so yeah. much, you know, you learn having to go to that school because they don't play. Uh, they don't <laughs> at play. all. Those, those nuns <laughs> do not play. So, what was your uh, what was your next role at uh, United Airlines? 
Where did things I left. I left reservations. When I left reservations, I had um, there they have a lead position, so I was a reservations lead. Um, and then um, at 9-11, I was an upgrade supervisor at that time. Um, oh, and then as I rolled out of reservations, uh, in-flight crew scheduling, which is uh, a way to describe managing the schedules of flight attendants. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was a flight attendant for a few years. And I remember she, when I was young, she used to always be like, I want to, you know, she was telling me, uh, she was telling me that her dream was one day to be a flight attendant. Like she didn't want to be it forever, but she just wanted to give it a shot. And she wound yeah. up going out, going out there. And <laughs> That's it. it. Go do yeah, it. Just yeah. go do it. I was like, oh man, <laughs> that is so cool. She's just flying all over the place. I was so dope. young. I wish I was older so I could have got some of those, you know, yeah. family discounts, you know, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, that's really, really big and prevalent nowadays is, you know, strengths, you know, a lot of, a lot of companies, they have these assessments, they want people to kind of understand their strengths and, you know, their shape and who they are. So that way they can, you know, try to fit them in roles and opportunities that, you know, they can uh, maximize their potential in. Mm -hmm. Were there, were there things like that in United Airlines? Like, how did you, you know, some of the things you already knew about yourself coming into it, like the leadership ability and stuff like that, how were you able to unlock some of those other strengths and, and capabilities that, you know, ultimately really kind of aid and helps you in your career? Man, um, for, for me, honestly, and, and this is why I do the work that I do in the, in the coaching space, because yeah. for, for me, uh, it was real late in the game that people, um, that we did things like training or we did things like um, personality um, surveys, disc surveys and things of yeah. that nature, or how do I show up when I'm in, you know, when, when, when I'm in stress or things like that. Right. Um, right. And, right. and I would say if I've been there 23 years, that may have shown up in like year 17. Okay. And wow. up to year 17, I had already done so much with United. And it was a matter of, oh, this seems important. I need to learn a little bit more about this business acumen. Um, yeah. This seems a little bit important, um, finance or budgeting. This seems a little, and picking those pieces and, and learning just on my own, organically learning more about them. Yeah. And and in doing that, I was able to more round myself out because at this point, you know, I definitely can say I'm looking to someone in, in, ICE, in United Airlines that people know she can get the job done and she can get it done right. right. Like I'm, I, it's not it's not un, uncommon that somebody would tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, Delilah, can you? Because they right. know that I can't. But right. in order to be seen as an uh, as a, um, a a fully matured leader and have all the aspects that I needed, those are things that I picked up on a, along the way that nobody really sat down to teach me. Okay, and that's why I endeavor to do that with other people to say, okay, mm. let me help help condense your timeline by feeding you the things that I know I needed somebody to tell me, but mm -hmm. they didn't know they needed to tell me. Mm -hmm. And so, and and that's mm. what I offer up to people who kind of look like. Maybe they didn't have post high school education and they're mm -hmm. in a frontline job at, at their at their organization and they want to do more. And so let me yeah. let me argue with the stuff I know you need. Yeah. Um, so it, for me, it was a lot of just piecing it together, having the pieces like, what do I do with all this stuff? Wow. And how do what do I need to know next? And yeah. and guys just stepping it out for me, like, okay, now we're, I'm gonna put you in this role that deals with product management. So okay. learn inventory control, you know, learn pricing. 
Now I'm going to put you in this role that deals with project management, learn okay. timelines, learn bu- budget. And wow. so each different role kind of, and now I'm going to put you in this business analyst role, learn IT and speak that language. Wow. And, and so just morphing all around me in different roles where this continued building of skill set and, um, and ca- uh, career aspects that just made me stronger and stronger. It was no, yeah. it was no one thing that said, Hey, sit down and let, let us tell you about yourself and let us develop these things at your weekend. And so you can be, no, it was God yeah. just like here, let's go. Yeah. yeah. The, that, that linear path that, you know, most of us are kind of like, you know, you know, you know, they, they serve this to us, right. You know, high, uh, grammar school, high school, college, start working, uh, get a job, you know, get a promotion, retire. And then, you know, what ultimately happens to all of us, it's the linear path. Um, your path wasn't linear. You know, you, it was a lot of ups and downs, ebbs and flows. The, in hindsight, you know, with everything that you know now, would you change anything about your path? Or, you know, if so, like, let's say, would you, do you think going to college would have benefited you? Or do you think you're getting a better education just working in the, you know, just going through the process, you know, as it is without having all the debt? Like, what's your thought on that? Like, what's, what, what would you change about your process? <laughs> um, My process i'm not sure if i changed much about the process i did you know at some point go and grab an associates in business with the um or the focus in information technology yeah and the it piece and, but it bumped up against my oldest son go to college and us needing the money with that and it's like okay so associates gonna be it we'll give the money <laughs> we'll now give the money to you we'll now give the money to you that's what i'm gonna do yeah. um because i i i I was able to look back and see the value in my, my walk and know that, okay, it's some stuff I may not need a degree for. Um, And, and so I don't know if it's my process, but my mindset said, I definitely have some, dang, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known that I was good enough earlier, earlier. I wish I would have known the capacity that I had inside of me to, you know, cause people would, it's something about you and we love to be around you and oh, Delilah, Delilah, Delilah but not being able to really focus that and to go inside of them and do a work that I was called to do to shift their mindsets or breaking their ceilings so yeah. they can enhance their lives and elevate their families. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of played around with it. I didn't understand the purpose of it. So if I could right. go back to anything, it would be shift that mindset and, you know, change the world. Yeah, for sure. Now I hear you. How do you, in your opinion, what's the difference between, let's say, like your purpose and let maybe just your job, right? Do you feel like your do you feel like your purpose is, is wrapped up into your job that you currently have, or is your purpose something that is a little more, uh, more uh, I guess attached to your let's say your your maybe like your pain maybe or your past? Like how do you how do you differentiate between purpose and actual you know just working the stuff that you sure. maybe do to support your purpose you know like how do you how do yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my underwriter yeah. my purpose and my underwriter <laughs> right exactly right right I, i'm i'm so blessed that you know and i just love god for it like every everything that he has me currently doing is in line with my purpose it's just okay. different channels with where i get to exercise my purpose my yeah. purpose is to build people and shatter limiting beliefs as we're talking about, right? Yeah. And I get to do that in corporation. I get to do that in ministry. And I get to do that in a private sector as a, as a coach. Right. And so United right. Airlines is just the place I get to flex that muscle. Okay. 
right? And, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, Lord, this is the sign. And if he tells me the Salvation Army, I'm going to go flex it at the Salvation Army. Okay. But, you know, I, I definitely know one of um, the dimensions I'm assigned to is, is, are, are, is corporations. Okay. And so, you know, mm. God's people are assigned everywhere. And mm-hmm. surely they need, they're needed in corporations because not everybody's an entrepreneur. And For so sure. I know that's one of the places where I've been assigned. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, that's really big. That's really big. Um, yeah. We need more servant leaders in, in the workplace. That's for sure. You know, people with that mindset, because, you know, so many people are just being just really trampled on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah. Just, yeah. And, and used up. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and why is it that, you know, kingdom would be waiting on the world to lead, you know, mm-hmm. surely as kingdom citizens, we should be, I should be in corporations. I, people like me should be in government. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's often that, you know, some, you'll see us praying for things, but not actually putting hands to plow on the mm. practicality of solving for some of these things that we need. So I, yeah. I can't run away from corporations and, you know, be mm. an entrepreneur because somebody has to influence for the kingdom inside mm-hmm. of the corporation. And yeah. so I'll be like the Daniel in Babylon and stay inside. Yeah. Why do you think, mm-hmm. why, why do you think that is? Why do you think, uh, you know, believers aren't, why do you think we as believers aren't necessarily exercising our limitlessness uh, more in the workplace? You know, what do you, what do you think the, um, what do you think the holdup is there? Insane. <laughs> um, I say religion and I say work. Yeah. It takes work to make change, mm. right? It, it takes work to, take on the responsibility to say, yes, Lord, I hear you. And, and I'm going to go do something about it. Yeah. Right. And, and then sometimes that religion piece will say, oh, unless you get confirmation from five different people, maybe the Lord hasn't said this to you. Well, that's yeah. not true. That's, that's yeah. not true. The yeah. Lord said, he's going to tell me before he does it. It doesn't yeah. say he's going to tell everybody. He's going to tell me. Right. And so I, I think those are a couple of things that really, and, and then just, Oh my gosh. And then just yeah. this, you know, this, this revelation that relationship with God is more than church, right? There, you know, there's a large percentage of, uh, of us that show up and we check the box and say, oh, we went to church and yay, God, and we did it. It's like, no, that's, oh my, that's just the beginning of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And we don't look for the more, we don't pull from the more on okay, Lord, what am I supposed to be? I'm a citizen in the kingdom. So surely I have a responsibility. And what is that? And mm. how do I do it? Mm-hmm. We're okay with showing up to see everybody else operate in their gift and think our gift is to, you know, show up on Sunday and maybe tie, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I would say re- religion and work, the aspect of actually having to do something. Folks, a lot of folks don't like to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'd rather yeah. say, God, we're going to pray that you do. And he's like, but I've equipped you with every spiritual blessing and everything you needed for it to be done. What are you looking for me to do? All right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I hear that. What, what do you, when you hear the word scarcity mindset, what, like what comes to mind? Like scarcity. Lack. I can't, I can't have, yeah. I don't have enough. I'm missing something. So I can't. Yeah. And it's like, but it, it it's that, that can't be true because if my God is a God of abundance and I am his daughter, then surely I'm not missing anything. And that's one of those places where I was saying that if we, if, if I align my beliefs, Mm -hmm. right. To those that don't have limits, if I align my belief Mm. to the words beliefs and what Mm -hmm. the word says, 
Mm-hmm. That that challenges that when that thing comes up and says, oh, well, you know, think mm-hmm. this way, you know, be a hoarder because you can't get rid of stuff because you don't know. when you Like, no, you're a liar. I don't live mm-hmm. like my God is the God of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, is, what could I possibly be missing that I need? Nothing. Yeah. 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 I like that. I want to try to I, w- I would love your, your opinion on this on this. Um, <clears throat> so in in I think it was uh, I forget what 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 book is in but when the when the soldier came to jesus and said hey um my servant is sick you know would you come to my house and you know and heal him and jesus like you know he like not come but he's he like no no you can't come right you're like i don't want to you know don't want to disrespect yeah. you but i i believe that your word that through through your word that you can speak power over over that over that sickness and, and get rid of it and it's this idea of um when, when you're under power that gives you power so to speak right so as a believer when we when we get on when we get on on god's team as a result of being under god that gives us authority and strength over things under us so that doesn't necessarily have to be let's say like people and things of that nature but it could be thought process it could be sickness it could be mm. you know it could be stereotypes and stuff like that i was going to i wanted to get your idea uh get your opinion on that on that thought process this is me just studying and now i just wanted to unwrap it a little bit sure um but you know, when we talk about, let's say, like overcoming stereotypes, there were probably some stereotypes that you may have dealt with when you were rising up through the ranks in United Airlines, or maybe even outside of that, placism and things of that nature. How were you able to, what, what, what was your mindset, you know, in order to push through some of those, those stereotypes? How were you able to defeat those things and move, move, move past them? Was it Kind of like the example I just gave with the authority, like, hey, you don't, you know, my my authority comes from a different place, not 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 what you think about me, or was it something different? You know, just your thought process on that. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's pretty, I um, pretty loaded, pretty loaded. I'm sorry, it is heavy. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> I um, for for me, what initially came up when I when I heard you asking the question was, I have I have two perspectives. Yeah, I have uh, I have a perspective as I you know as I shared. Uh, quite a bit of my life, I was not in relationship with God. I was not pursuing a relationship with God. And so when the stereotypes came up there, um, they were met with, I met them with anger. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't equipped to deal with them. I, I allowed them to come inside and and diminish my value or or reinforce those limiting beliefs on I don't belong or I'm not good, good enough. Yeah. Um, actually, I had one instance where I had a manager, and my goodness, I'm glad this wouldn't happen in 2021, um, where I had a manager, I was wearing my hair natural, this was the early 2000s, I was wearing my hair natural, I was just my first management role, I, I had this first time I was a, a supervisor, right, a title in management, and, and so I didn't have a ton of money, right, I was, you know, me and my husband were trying to make it at that time, I had already gotten married, and So my clothes didn't look like her clothes and my hair didn't look like her hair. And she called me into her office and basically read me up top to bottom on what was wrong with my hair, what was wrong with my clothes. Why don't you shop here? And what's up with your hair? And, and, and so there was a stereotype on what a leader should look like at that point through her eyes. I don't even think it was fully representative of my company, but through her eyes. This is what a leader should look like. And I walked out of that thing like a falling balloon. I was so deflated. Oh, man. Yeah. I was so deflated. But I didn't I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do with it other than be hurt. But mm-hmm. I can tell, I guess I did kind of though, because I can tell you this. I didn't change much. 
Yeah. Even though she said what she said. <laughs> Looking back on it, I'm like, but I actually didn't change. Yeah. <laughs> My feelings right. was hurt, but I was like, yeah, lady, no, yeah, this that, is right. This, this is how I'm going. I'm going to look. And so, you know, stereotypes look that way. Um, and and then, you know, I've had some things on, you know, angry black woman trying to manage how I communicate. So people are not like, mm. ah, you know, she's mm-hmm. looking like this or looking like that. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they're even though even though they can be stereotypes and even though they are unfair, there's a reality to them. There is mm-hmm. like somebody truly is receive can receive mm. you that way. Yeah. And as a as a as a great communicator, I understand that part of uh, I bear responsibility on how people understand me. Yeah. And yeah. so and so I I make I make an allowance for okay, I may be coming in this thing with some unconscious bias, thinking you're gonna pick up what I'm putting down a certain kind of way. So let me let me massage just a little bit. Mm-hmm. before it's full-blown you know mm-hmm. Delilah and they're like oh my god what was that and yeah. I don't want to shut people down I want to be able to effectively communicate yeah no I hear you you know and, and it's and it's and it's a narrative right you know when people there's always these competing narratives especially you know when it comes when it comes down to things like that you know how people whatever their biases are and you know they may they may put a narrative out there about let's say like you or me or something like that and I think that the honest is, I think the, the where the limitless aspect comes in is that one somebody's narrative is going to be true. Either their narrative is going to be true or how we truly feel about ourselves is going to be true. So like mm-hmm. if we if if we hear if we know what someone's bias is about us, if we hear about it, then I think it's really on us at that point to say, well, you know what, that's not that's not my narrative. That's not that's not the truth. And I'm I'm in in the show up in a way that debunks that theory. Yes. You know. Right. And um, and maybe yeah. even having the, the courage to have the conversation on, you know, this is this is what I'm picking up from you. And, right. you know, valid <laughs> or invalid. I just want to share it with you. And I want to share my truth. Yeah. And I want to share my truth because there's no need for us to be running around here trying to figure I'm a, I'm big on efficiency. I don't have yeah. time to be trying to figure it out if I can just cut to the chase and tell you about it. Right. And right. so if I know you're feeling that kind of way, maybe I can get 10 minutes on your schedule and just mm. share about what i'm feeling and share share with you all how it is on my side yeah that's that's really that's really powerful and i think that's something that's missing right it takes it takes courage to to not necessarily confront because the word confront sounds like something aggressive but you know just like like you said just to have us you know uh, meet another minds uh come that's to another conversation a conversation right like hey like you said um i just want to confirm something before i you know jump to any conclusions yeah. i, I you know, just wanted to know if it's true. A lot of times, in my in my experience, a lot of times they'd be like, "No, I wasn't even thinking that." What are you talking about? I was just concentrating really hard. That's why I was looking, <laughs> looking at you like that. I'm telling you, in my current role, I have different levels of leaders. Yeah. Um, so from senior managers that report to me down to my frontline leaders, um, yeah. I consider everybody, as we talked about, to be leaders or have leadership. So I refer to my team as leaders. Yeah. And when my frontline leaders or whoever show up and they're like. This, that, and another about my supervisor and my senior manager. The very they'll ask either one, all of the nine hundred plus of them. Very first yeah. thing I'm going to say is, "What did they say when you talked to them?" Right. And they're looking like, "Well, I'm coming to tell you." No, you guys are grownups. Like, right. sit down and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but it's such sure. a shift. You, I mean, it, people are like, "Well, no, I'll just talk to somebody else about a problem or relationship I'm having with another individual." Well, that's not what the word says. 
The uh-huh. worst is if I got out with my brother, I go talk to my brother. Right. For sure. So you come in my office, we're going to do the work. Go get your supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> we can sit here, but y'all go talk. I'm not going to talk. talk. Right, right, right. I'm sure. sure it's a misunderstanding. To your point, it's a misunderstanding somewhere. Just a misunderstanding. Right. Yeah, for sure. So That's, to assume yeah. goodwill and to seek seek understanding, you know? Mm, assume goodwill. Yeah, I like that. Right. Yeah. Benefit of the doubt. Right. You know, it's just like, That's it. maybe I just, like, oh, they said rant. this and they did this. Can you believe right. she didn't talk to me? Enough? Well, right. did she just break up with her husband? Did she yeah. have a flat tire? Right. Did she drain all the money out yeah. of her bank account? You right. as a servant, what, what are you sensing in the spirit? What should you be doing? Go get understand it. It's probably nothing to do with you. Right, Everything right. is not about you, Delilah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna listen. I just everything's not about you, Fred. I want to listen every now and then when I when I listen to this again. I want to hear that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like I just internalize it. Like, can you yeah. believe it? Can you believe? And it's like they, these people got a million things going on that have nothing to do with you. Right. You just entered their movie five seconds ago, seconds ago. So it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, been, it's stuff yeah. that's been happening before yeah, and, and after, right, right. <laughs> My barber always says like, your life is a movie, you let God direct it, right? You just follow that's the direction. Good. <laughs> that's, that's good. Yeah, that's it. How, how is the barber always like the psychologist, you know? I, and, the, and the, and the, and the, and the stylist, yes. And the stylist, you know, yes. they, they got like PhDs. We just yes. don't know about it. <laughs> they don't know about it. I'm like, unlock, that's a gift. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm really enjoying this conversation, Delilah. I uh, I want to be mindful of your time, so I want to you know just advance the conversation a little bit. Sure. Um, so I don't, I don't take up your whole day, uh, but you know now you're. I know we're gonna skip a few promotions, but you're now the a general manager at uh, United Airlines, and I mean, I don't know how many levels that 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 is up the the ladder, a lot. but yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've ri- you've risen up from reservation agent to general manager. Um, you did this, you know, without having the fancy college degree and the, you did this without, you know, having uh, the, the mindset at, you know, at a certain point, the mindset just, you know, it, it evolved over time. You did this without having an internship. You did this without having mentorship and maybe even doing a lot of, you maybe, maybe you learned how to network better over time, but you were able to, you know, rise up and overcome these these obstacles within within your pre- professional career and, and and become this uh, become a general manager. My question is, you know, if you could just describe how you did it, right, in a way where young women out there who may be listening, young black women specifically mm. that may be listening to this, that may be struggling in their careers right now, you know, struggling to find their place, uh, feel as if maybe they messed up right? Maybe they lost out on the opportunity that they just have to accept whatever job, you know, is out there working through, let's say, temp- temporary agencies, you know, just to, you know, make ends meet. If you can just kind of speak to them and let them know, you know, what what's possible and, you know, uh, how they can get things on track. Uh, I just think that it'd just be uh, just truly, truly, you know, valuable information for some of the young black women out there that's listening. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I am going to pause and say before we jump in it, and you know, even yeah. though I didn't have some of those formal things, I have to be completely transparent and say I've had cheerleaders in my corner. While they, you know, may not have been able to specifically diagnose 
on what I was dealing with or giving me a, a specific prescription on how to heal or get better. Yeah. Um, I've had people who are rah-rah in my corner and that has okay. made a huge difference. Um, leaders cool. or family members or my husband. And that def- that definitely makes a difference. It makes a lot of sense, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but to these young ladies, I would just say, hey, it's, it's look at, look at me, <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter where you start, but I know it's hard to, it's hard to know where you're going if you don't really know where you're starting. And so I, I would say, you know, do a, take a, take some time and do an assessment of what you got going on on the inside. What may be those voices um, that are speaking things negatively to you. Yeah. Um, and, and so you can diagnose yourself and come up with what that is. So you can then come against it and, and get over it. Yeah. I would also say, you know, just take the step. You know, we said this earlier on, just just take the step. If you if you see there's a lead position or if you see there's a supervisor position, go for it. Don't let yeah. those things that the, a job description can intimidate you. Yeah. Do not allow a job description to intimidate you. I can't even count how many jobs I've held that said whatever type of degree was necessary and I've gotten the job. Yeah. Don't count yourself out. If someone's going to count you, let them count you out. Don't count yourself out. Mm. Um, and, and I would say, you know, once you get clear on what that, and, and it, it, this is kind of parallel path, keep moving forward. While you're doing this work on figuring out what are the things that tried to stop you and what are the limiting beliefs, like you don't have to figure all that out before you move forward. Keep moving forward as you're mm-hmm. figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And it, as you're getting clear, more clear and more clear on what those things are, you know, and you may need some help. You may need a mentor. You may need somebody to speak into your life to say, okay, this is, this is what I'm assessing is, you know, are these things accurate? And mm-hmm. to help you get clear on what the thing is in order to diagnose it and to move on forward from mm-hmm. it. Um, but just, just take, take the step. Like God yeah. is going to meet you right there, mm-hmm. right there. When you take the step, um, the, the resources, the tools, they'll come. Don't right. be afraid to fail. You won't right. always get it right, but so what? Mm. You know, they're the reward. You'll hear people say the reward definitely outweighs the risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. so go for it. At the end go of the day, it. go for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I think that 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 word, that failure word is something that is so so timely, you know, especially for for where we're at, where we're at and with with within our conversation now the how how that shows up in the in our in our mindset that you know we don't want to uh show up to people as if we weren't good enough or something like that like you know um what's your experience with that like how were you able to overcome that idea of you know caring about what other people would think you know and allowing that to withhold you or stop you from doing what you knew in the moment was the right thing to do like what is what is that secret sauce, right? To say, you know what? I'm still going to do this. Either. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if I look crazy or not. I'm, I'm still doing it, right? So like, what's what's that secret sauce for you? <laughs> yeah, it's that, it's, that, it's that boldness, that same boldness and courage yeah. that, and, and, you know, still speaking to, let's call it young Black women. Yeah. Um, it's that same boldness and courage that it takes to get up every morning mm. and meet those wow. obstacles that you have in front of you. You know, if it's financially, if it's, you know, geographically on where you live, like, you know, you, you, you are 
just so courageous. It's that curve, yeah. that same courage, but um, but leveraging it differently. Right. Leveraging it to say, okay, if I got the courage to do X, Y, and Z, whatever that may be for you in the moment, right. then surely I got the courage to say, well, I'm going to try this. And if it don't work out, then it just don't work out. Right. When you change your hair color and you you like the blonde <laughs> versus the red. And if you guys could see me, I got a whole lot of blonde locks in my hair right now. <laughs> I'm not concerned with somebody else is saying about it because I got the courage to rock it because this is what I want to mm-hmm. do. And so it's the same thing, but just change, taking that same lens and turning it toward a career or a path forward or a ministry to say, okay, this is what I hear I should be doing. And so this is what I'm going to do. And if people yeah. laugh at it, I don't care because right. it's, it's not their hair and it's right. not their job and it's right. not their business. Mm-hmm. It's mine. And yeah. so having the courage, I would say that courage and boldness was really the secret sauce for me to just say, mm. okay, then this is what I'm going to do. I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going for it. You will have to pull me back, you know. And when guys start talking to me about Delilah's downloads and yeah, uh, with Delilah's downloads specifically, it was like, well, I've been out of a relationship with you for you know, God, who knows how long. And there are ministers and other things that people bring up that I'm still like, well, who was that? You know, I'm not trained to do this thing. And he said that as you're teaching others, I will teach you. Don't mm. worry about what you don't know. Mm. Just be willing. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, then we stepped out and here we go. Four years later, the was downloads are still here. Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. You know, and I'm glad you brought up Delilah's downloads because, you know, in the, in the last half of this conversation, I wanted to talk about, you know, DelilahBartlett.com and I want to talk about Delilah's downloads. Um, but, you know, you're, the goal, right? Help people break out of limited hearts, mindsets and behaviors, elevating them, advancing their careers and changing the world around them from the inside out. Now, what does that mean to you? What does that, that, means, what does that, that mean? means? That means I got some stuff going on in the inside of me that people need to help me move around and break through so I can mm-hmm. live in my full potential and capacity, encourage mm-hmm. those around me, especially those in my own four walls to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then so we can then go out and change the communities and change the city and change the state and change the country yeah. and change the world. But yeah. it, it, belo- it, it starts with me. I can't be out here, you know, uh, this needs to happen, that needs to happen, and that needs to happen, and I'm not doing the inside work, that it starts with me, and I firmly believe that the power to change the world is in in each and every individual, we just Mm. need to unlock it. Yeah. We just need to unlock it. When you're you're coaching, uh, well, let's start here, what the, when did you start DelilahBartlett.com? What year did you start it? DelilahBartlett.com has been around for about three years. It trailed behind Delilah, Delilah's Downloads. Delilah's Downloads was first out the gate. Delilah Bartlett was like, oh, I think I need to do some women's conferences and other things. Okay. Um, the, the coaching the coaching and um, speaking came just last year. Okay. So when I say it came last year, it was pretty much like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And yeah. so I started into end of last year with, okay, then that's what I'm doing. I'm going to have 21 day intensive training on, you know, creating plans and I'm going to have devotional workshops and I'm going to, and yeah, have one-on-one coaching. And, and so that yeah. all picked up just last year. And it's another okay. place of, I, I don't know how I've been equipped to do this, but I understand the, the I understand the skill set I have to get it done. Yeah. I may not have the formal training and framework, but yeah. I know I'm capable, but more so I know he's capable. 
right. and taking a step forward. If I could, you know, just take a couple more seconds to say, Frederick, like yeah. taking a step forward, all of a sudden I'm in uh, speaking and coaching intensives. Mm. Um, I've been uh, identified to go through this McKinley's uh, Black Executive C-Suite level training with United. Wow. I mean, it just, here comes the resources, right? Because right, I, right, right. I, already, I already have what it takes, but he'll continue to polish me the way he sees fit to polish me. Yeah. And so I really started um, more of the coaching. Ministry's been around since uh, 16, really more of the coaching last year. The coaching last year. So mm-hmm. Delilah, Delilah's downloads came first and then DelilahBartlett.com. Uh, yeah. Um, and the difference between the two is the, Delilah's, bar, Delilah's downloads is more so like, daily devotional more like spiritual ministry ministry and straight on ministry and delilah violet is like is ministry but it's gonna sneak up on your ministry oh, okay i got you okay <laughs> yeah i hear you. i hear you. for sure so a lot of the so you're, you're implementing a lot of kingdom principles into your coaching methods that's basically yeah. it yeah. yeah you have to right because and that's one of the things that keeps is i don't want to be schizophrenic right yeah. and so I have one set of principles, one set of values. Like I yeah. operate from kingdom, no matter where, what I'm doing. And but I understand that I don't have to beat somebody up the head with the Bible to 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 teach and instill and influence with kingdom principles. Right. And so in DelilahBartlett.com, it won't be so heavy with the language, but it'll operate from the same place. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And if people wanted to get more information about you know um, what you offer and you know how they can get in contact with you what would you know you know speak to that a little bit you know where can people get in contact with you and uh, where can they you know what are some of the services that you offer that individuals you know might want to uh take sure. a look at? yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm everywhere on social media via um delilah's downloads and uh the leader appears that's the coaching and speaking arm um and uh delilah bartlett delilah's downloads at gmail.com would be my email address um there's everything from as you mentioned daily devotions with delilah where i'm posting um a devotional daily uh deeper devotions with delilah where you can hear me actually break down how to go deeper in your devotions and that's happening every week Mm -hmm. um you can hire me as a coach um I'm available for, there's programs that go anywhere from 30 days if you're trying to get a short-term goal to a longer-term goal of um, six months, can actually yeah. walk through um, some some practical steps on how you can attain some of the things you're looking to do or change mindsets and behaviors. Like, I'm, right. I'm available for that. Okay. Um, yeah, 21-day, like, intensive workshop. You got one particular thing, you're trying to get a plan for it. There's various ways. So, DelilahBarlett.com will break it all down, or you can just follow me on social media on Facebook or IG. I got a TikTok account, but I'm still trying to get my TikTok game up. Um, yeah. 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 So Facebook or IG is where you really can find me. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just here to do kingdom business, right? I, yeah. I'm here to help out the saints, unlock that stuff and, and let's get it moving. Yeah. 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 No, I love but that. Yeah thank, yeah. thank you for speaking to that. And, um, you know, were, is there anything that you would like to say to the to our audience that you know we didn't get a chance to cover more specifically about let's say the Delilah's downloads and DelilahBartlett.com because I really want you know to shine some light on you know the service that you provide because I you know I think that you know you as an individual are such a great model of the of what you would like to see more of in the world and I think you know I was listening to Gary Gary V this morning and he was like you know you got you got to seek out the people that you there are people in the world that represent what you want to be 
And we need, as people, if they have something that we want, we have to do everything possible on our end to get close to the sun, right? Yeah. So, so, that we, <laughs> so we can shine too, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, there's some young, they're going to be some young women. I, I would imagine that's going to listen to this. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to listen to your story and they're going to resonate. It's going to resonate with them. And, you know, I want them to be able to, you know, get close to the sun, so to speak. Right. Because like I said, yeah. I think a great, great model of what it looks like to, oh, thanks Fred. to manifest, right. You know, yeah. uh, to overcome adversity, to, to, you know, to, uh, to, to, to have that, you know, uh, can do attitude. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you would like to, you know, just kind of say, or speak to our audience about, you know, Delight is Downloads, Delight of Barlet, value propositions, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm just, just so- like, that's what's coming up for me is yeah. try me. Like, try me. Try, try me. I mean, I'm, I'm multilingual. And when I say multilingual, I'm not talking phonetically, like languages that people would think about. But, you know, I speak, I speak boardroom, I speak block, I speak tech, I speak corporate, <laughs> I speak entrepreneur. Like try yeah. me. I, try I, I me. speak dimensions. I speak nonprofit. I speak business. I speak ministry. Try yeah. me. Like this try is me. a season where I know God has made me available to people. And I'm like that shiny tool that's sitting in your toolbox that God is like, you might want to pull that out. You might yeah. want to use that right now. You know, yeah. even if you're just calling her being me to have a brief conversation follow YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Check out some of those videos. That's just going to touch your spirit and unlock some stuff up in you. And just try me. I, I'm certain I can help in some way. Yeah. It's something yes. about you. There's something about you. That's what they, <laughs> that's what they said. But yeah, and, right. here's, and here's the shift with that. Because I knew that people were not able to, uh, um, I really, they wanted to, I, I know they wanted to, but they struggled with identifying, articulating what that something is. I'm better equipped to identify for others what that something is and able to articulate and give them words for what that thing is about them so that yeah. they can build upon that and change the world. Wow. Um, so I can give them a vocabulary that they mm-hmm. need to, to articulate what's happening in their lives. I like that. I like that. Cause you know, words yeah. are powerful. Words are powerful. Yeah. That's you know, what that's, the words that's, 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 that's where, yeah. Power of life and death. That's right. <laughs> All right. So the last few questions I got for you are just really just, just some fun questions, um, sure. you know, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, how do you how do you define success? Right. Um, and on the show, I like to define success as uh, trusting and loving God's process more than the end result. And that's good. You get some pushback on that sometime. Right. You're right. You know, like what is God's process? But, you know, just that's another conversation at another time. <laughs> but essentially, I'm just saying trust the trust the process. OK, just trust your yeah. process. Um, what, what's your definition of success? How, how has it, how has it evolved over time? What's your definition of success? Oh, um, it's definitely (laughs) evolved from, uh, oh, titles or money, you know, um, success looking like that, you know, homes and cars and being material, um, and material is good. I mean, Hey, again, we talk about being the children of an abundant father. So materials are great. Um, and so at some point, success looked like that to me. Um, I would, um, I would also share, you know, we talked about the levels, how I uh, matriculated through United Airlines. I, I call it from $6 to over six figures, right? Mm. I, I can't tell you all the levels, but people can resonate with money. Um, mm-hmm. So that speaks volumes. Uh, and it's not just, it's multiple six figures. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. success to me now is getting the stuff done that I've been called to do. And so when I'm able to see, oh, I launched Delilah's downloads. Oh, I launched the coaching business. Oh, 
I was told to reach out to someone and have a conversation. And I did that doing to your point, doing the things that God has asked me to do and trusting his process along the way Um, and seeing the fruit of that. Right. I mean, that's, that's what the definite, that's what the definition of success should be for me. Right. Is having the fruit. So seeing lives Mm. change, hearing people speak differently, hearing people take, seeing people take chances um, by me, um, by me being inserted into their lives, I can say, ah, okay. I was successful in air quotes. I was successful there because there's, there's fruit. There's fruit there. Yeah. I like that, that, you know, there's an idea that's been circulating about uh, easy to measure metrics and important to measure metrics. Right. So easy to measure metrics are like how many downloads did I get today? Right. Or how many likes did my post get, you know, stuff like that. But those metrics that they don't really represent anything. They're kind of shallow, you know, hollow, you know, metrics, right. They don't necessarily, you don't know if people have been, you know, touched by, let's say by your post yeah. just because they liked yeah. it. They might, they might've just, you know, it might be, you know, autopilot. Right. So, um, but an important to measure metric is to say like what you just said, you know, how many lives did I, did I, did I positively, you know, uh, influence today. Right. And the way that we'll know that is through testimony. Right. Uh, so even if, even if it's one, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a great, that's a win. Right. That's, that's success. Uh, if it's a hundred, then that's great. That's, that's phenomenal. But even if it's one person that, that, that gives you a testimony that says, you know what, uh, you know, you, you've positively impact, impact me today, then, I mean, that's, 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 that's a great, that's a great metric of success. Right. <laughs> and, and, and to, and to be honest, one of the things that I've been growing in is, and even if I never hear it, right. Even if I never hear the testimony, yeah, having, having the nod from God on job oh. well done, Right, right. right. Because, you know, some will some will sow, some will water and he'll bring forth the harvest. You know, I may not ever see the the fruit of that, but there will be fruit. But there right. will be fruit. And I love right. seeing the fruit. I love, you know, oh Delilah, you touch me or Delilah, you da 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 da. But if I know I've stepped out in faith and I get a nod from God on, yep, then hey, I'm good to walk. I never need to see you again. Yeah, I'm, that that's that's powerful. That's I'm really well powerful. in my spirit that yeah. I've done it. That's I've really done powerful. it. That's, really That's another one of those conversations of it's not all about you, Delilah. Like, yeah. you know, I found myself, I, I think it was last <laughs> spring and I was like, oh, like, Lord, you brought me this and I can't believe you're doing that. And he was like, yeah, but how about everybody on the other side of that thing that I'm like, let's, let's take the focus off of you. Yeah. What if it is for that, to your point, one person that the right. promotion of your whole life, what if your whole life is to touch one person? Right. Are you but well that, enough? But that person becomes somebody that touches millions, right? Million. It's just, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just the way the way to think just to think about it that way, right? Um yes, Lord. Kobe's Kobe, uh, Kobe, you know, Kobe passed last year around uh, in January, but I saw an interview he did, and he was telling the interviewer about a time when he was like 12 or 13, he played uh in his summer camp or something, and um he didn't score any points. Right. And he wow. was like, the guy was like, what happened? He was like, man, I was just, I just sucked. Right. That's what Kobe said. Like, I just wasn't good at that time, but he was, he was, he was upset, right. Young, he was crying. And he went to his dad and his dad looked at him and said, you know what, Kobe, um, you know, if you score a hundred points or if you score zero, I'm still going to love you. And Kobe said it was at that, it was at that point right there that all the shackles were released because the, the limit, the limiting beliefs that he would have, it was having was he didn't want to disappoint his father. Once he once once the uh, once the fear of disappointing his father was was removed, 
that's when he became Kobe Bryant, right? There was no other fear out there, right? That's and um, I always think about like how many people in our society would be so much better off if somebody in their life did what Kobe did at the right moment. You know, how many how many of us are still carrying fears that we that should have probably been debunked, you know, years and years ever ago. Ever ago, yeah. If if somebody was paying attention or if we, you know, I don't know, you know, there if, if we had a mentor or somebody we had like some like Kobe's dad was like, I still love you. And right yeah. now we like, okay. oh, for real? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I'm about to go out yeah. and do this. And thing. I'm good. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I can see how I can see how that, you know, now you can show up as that person, you know, in somebody's life. You know what? Like I'm still gonna love you. Like, you know, we have this relate. And I just think that that's just so powerful, you know, how we can that show is. up in, in somebody's life and be that person in that yeah. right moment. You know, yeah. if, we're, if, if we're engaged with them, if we're, you know, actively listening, if we're like truly, truly walking with them on their journey, you know, we could be that person in somebody's life. So, yeah. and they could be, and they could become Kobe. And yeah. Think, and, and, think, they, and they that's can. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know, and it's, it's modeled for us, you know, in the, in the, in the, um, in the business world or just in the world, right. We, we talk yeah. about coaching and we talk about mentorship, you know, and, and in the Bible, we talk about discipleship, but it's mm-hmm. all being in somebody's life like in somebody's life, available to them, tuning in, seeing things that are hurting or hindering them, speaking to them and loving them unconditionally. It's being the word, right? Loving God and loving Mm -hmm. others unconditionally. Unconditionally, right. And and I mean, back to, again, how we operate in life. We have a principle. We have principles from which we operate. And if we were to do that, if we were to release people to your point from the need to perform or the, the even the thought of the need to perform and just let them know that, hey, it, it doesn't matter to me. You cannot show up at all. I'm still going to love you. If yeah. we would love people with the love that we're loved with, mm. um, we could free a whole lot of people. Free a whole lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DelilahBartlett.com. DelilahBartlett.com. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yes. DelilahBartlett.com. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, what, yeah. what makes you feel What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Oh man, nodding heads, people nodding that they get, people getting it yeah. makes me feel inspired to to continue to to continue to move forward. Um, yeah. So I, I I describe it as nodding heads, like okay, yeah, that resonates with me. I get that. Yeah. Um, that made an impact on, on me. What you said, and so it inspires mm. me to to keep to keep going. Yeah, that positive affirmation. Yeah, I share that yeah. with you. Yeah, um, yeah. How- that's that's my love language. Yeah, it's my love language too. Yeah, like yeah, like give me more, give me more, give me more. Just a little bit. It could be like it could be like a slight nod. Like yeah, it's like oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like oh man, you don't even you you just activate it. Something inside of me. Here's the more. Now you get the more. (laughs) Now you now you get that you get the extra now. All right. (laughs) Um, you know how does spirituality influence your path as as an entrepreneur? Oh, it's all about it. Yeah. It, it, it's all about it. it. My my lens is a kingdom lens. Yeah. And so I'm 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 not doing it for fame. I'm not doing it for money. Um, yeah. and selfishly, I'm not doing it for the individual. If I say that out loud, I'm doing it for the kingdom. Like God is trying to do something, and I'm I want to help him do that. I would okay. love to be his hands and feet to do that. And so spirituality is like. Let me help you be the best you. So then the next person or people can be the best them. And we can just continue to develop and strengthen the kingdom to do everything that he wants us to do. 
Like yeah. it, it's it's all about that. And along the way, you can get some money, you can get some prestige, you can get some fame, whatever it is that yeah. is going to speak yeah. to the desires of your heart that are parallel to God's desires. And you can get yeah. all of that. But come on, let's 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 unlock some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the resources they they they're, they're going to come along the way, right? You know. Yeah. It's like the parable of the talent, right? You know, if you, you know, if you multiply it, then you're you know, five you, and get five more. Yeah, you receive more, right? So <laughs> you sitting yeah. on that one, got it buried yeah. in the back. I'm not gonna use this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, right, all right. About Good luck with that. that. Exactly. About to lose it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you gotta multiply that thing, you know. And uh yeah. you know, abundance, abundance is you know, it's such a it, it means more than just money and profit, but you know, a part a part of it is money though. Right. Because yeah. you, you have to have resources, financial, you have to have treasure in order to do some of these ministries. So it's, yeah. it's, it's it is a part of networks. You have to have knowledge. You have to have, <laughs> yeah. to your point, it's more than just money. There's an a, yeah. abundance of, you know, relationships. There's yeah. Yeah. A, a, an abundance of everything that we would need to, you know, to bring forth the fruit. And so, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do talk. it. Just got to do the work. That's what it. Do you, do I mean, but, but you got to do the work. <laughs> You got to do the work. Yeah, you have to. That's that's like the one of my buddies. He uh, he talks about like making the cake. Right. And oh, how, I talk about making the cake. Oh, you do. Get yeah. Okay. And yeah. Cake, but you got to make it. But you got to make it. But if you if you miss one of the ingredients, your cake Ooh. ain't going to taste like the, the good cake. Your that's cake, good. Your, take, your cake going to taste funny. That's Cause good. Because you, you miss one of the ingredients. So you got to put all the ingredients just like yes. the person who made the cake before you. They made it good. You got to use That's all the same good. That's good. <laughs> I don't talk about the missing ingredient. That's a good one. Yeah. So I mean, because you you, yeah. you can't sit back and be like, okay, all right, I got it now. Somebody right. do it for me. Right. Nah, and that's why everybody's not doing it. That's yeah. why everybody is not striving for excellence. And excellence right. being, you know, not perfection, but excellence. Just yeah. done and done well. Yeah, and sure. and so it's like, well, no, I don't know how to, you know, not necessarily manage my time, but I don't know how to manage my activities to find the time to do, you know, the things that I really want to do. I'm misprioritizing my life because I'm spending two hours on YouTube and TV instead of with a notebook writing down my dreams. Like, right. it, it takes a different kind of mindset and, and it yeah. takes accountability. And so yeah. that's one of the biggest values that I provide for people is that tap mm. on the shoulder to say hey you mentioned this last week where, where are we with that <laughs> right right with with love with, with love. love with love but, uh, but you're not doing what you said you were gonna do so but uh, well and, and why what's coming up for you yeah, what are you right. hearing what is that right. belief and what right. is that challenge and how can i help move that not just sure. you know ragging on you yeah, yeah no, but how do right. i help i'm trying to figure out in the conversation what do you need me how do you right. leverage me Right, right, yeah. right. And what's, like you said, what's that What's that limiting belief? What's that obstacle? Because I always, you know, one of the things I think about when when somebody, if somebody doesn't do what they say they were going to do is, is one of two things that happen. Either they filled that time with something that they felt was more important or they there was some limiting belief that crept in that caused them to go into witness protection, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's one of two things. Like, it could be more, but this is just my, yeah. my my thought process on it. One because of my experience, you know, working with people in you know in leadership roles. When I was in, when I when I had my leadership role, it was like, okay, why did they? What happened? You know, and it was like, okay, so you felt like this is more important. Fine, okay, let's talk about that. But if it was something different, like you know, Fred, um, 
you know, I'm just, I was too nervous. So I'm like, okay, well, we can, we can, we can fix we can that. Work right? that. Yeah. yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that. Cause we, because uh, you know, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want you to miss out on your opportunity to advance. Right. Because, yeah. of, because of things, because this is going to continue to creep up in your life if we don't, if we don't nip it in the bud right now. So, so yeah, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. just walking with people on that journey. Right. Yeah. Um, just a few more questions for you. Uh, what do you consider your, your unique calling from God? Oh, my unique calling from God is to create leaders. Create leaders? It's to, it's to create leaders. It's to yeah. move exactly what we've been talking about, um, to, to move these things out of the way and allow people to operate in their full capacity and potential, to enable yeah. them to do that. So I'm yeah. a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, okay, yes, I'm an intercessor, okay. um, both spiritually and naturally. I stand in the gap. And I'm, I'm a repair of the breach. So I close the gap for people. Mm-hmm. If it's information, as I talked about earlier with the training programs, I saw I have a training program rolling out um, later this week for, um, uh, I call it blue collar people. So people in the service industry or the manufacturing industry. Yeah. Um, so if it's collapsing or condensing information or condensing time by giving the necessary information, I, con- I close gaps. Okay. And so um, spiritually and naturally, I'm an intercessor. I, I stand in the gap and I repair the breach. I love it. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what big audacious goal do you want to accomplish by the end of 2021? Launching uh, my, my big, uh, my bag um, um, is my training program. Okay. And when I say training program, it's, you know, multi-module focus on, um, business characteristics uh, that's going to really help some people that feel like, oh, I don't have this and I don't know this. Okay, that's okay. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to yeah. teach you. Yeah. And so that's 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 the goal he's given me for 2021. So I, okay. I hesitate to add anything to that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, well, it's, it's definitely going to be amazing. So, I, you know, I'll be I'll be rooting, rooting for you. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. my last question for you, Delilah, is uh, tell, it's, a, it's a question about limitless belief. Uh, tell me something that you believe to be true that others sometimes disagree with, disagree with you about. Oh, I, I believe that everybody has purpose and potential. I believe that the, as we talked about earlier, the power to change the world resides in you, um, you listener, you that are listening right now, no matter what that little voice is trying to say inside of your mind on why you can't or why you shouldn't, I yep. believe that you can yeah and so mm. yeah that's what i would share i love it well thank you delilah thank you for joining me on the limitless belief podcast um I thanks really for having me Fred. yeah i really enjoyed our conversation uh and i'm sure many people will be blessed you know by this episode and i just want to say to everyone that's listening you know thank you for investing some time with us this week and until the next time remember everybody be limitless peace I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For more episodes just like this one, be sure to subscribe to Limitless Belief wherever you get your podcast. And remember, knowing means nothing until you apply it. So get going, get growing, and I'll see you on the other side of Limitless.